when we could practice happiness and we could practice learning to shift our energy, anything is possible. The world will come to us. It's our negative thoughts and it's our stories that we hold. Just let it go. Hi, welcome to Highest Vibes Podcast with Courtney and Darcy. We're here to raise our vibration, meaning seek joy, seek wonder, seek awe, forgiveness, a little bit more ease, a little bit better momentum in our day-to-day life. And hopefully we can give you a few tips here and there, how we do that and how we can share that with others. How are you, my dear friend? I'm grateful to be on this call with you. I have missed seeing your face. I know. I miss you you too. We normally get to chat. I was in a deep seated meditation the other day. The high vibration, we say we talked about vibration or the high love of life, for example, of just sitting in water and um, the energy of water and how it just sort of moves with ease. It doesn't necessarily have to crash through something and it also doesn't get necessarily derailed, right? It just sort of continues to move and flow and ease. So I thought like after, after that meditation, I was like, well, how, how do I just move like water today? You know, and how do I just continue embracing life and just seeing things with e- a little gentler ease, ease, easier glasses and let's move like water. Well, that's like meditation, right? When you learn mindfulness, they talk a lot about if you were to go to watch a stream, the water goes a certain path and then there's a rock. Like there'll be a big rock in the middle of the stream and the water knows to split and go around it and moves and flows. And you'll never see the water trying to go up the stream. That's the flow. And that's not having the rock. The rock would be, this sucks. I hate my circumstances and I'm going to be stuck here and complain about it. Then you're hitting the rock. So and if you could say, well, why is this happening for me? Let me see the positive in it. Let's be grateful for it. That's, I think, where it's... Let's pass the little stone and it goes around and then we'll see another stone down the road and we'll have the choice then as well. Did you see that Nomad Land? Because it won all the awards. No, what's that? You're talking to someone who doesn't watch a ton of movies. I don't really watch a lot of media and I definitely don't watch the news. I always call it No Man's Land and my daughter gets really mad at me. So I'm going to say it's Nomad's Land and it won all these awards. And it was actually cool because it was a woman who won the directing position. It was the first time I think a woman won Best Director. So congratulations. I think it was the first time three people were nominated. First time someone won. And so good for women. Let's raise these women up. Let's raise each other up. But so what they say is nomads never say, I laugh because I'm not good at like the words, but they never say goodbye. They say, see you down the road. And it's kind of, I thought, oh, I really don't know why I just, I love that statement. And it's kind of true even with when people pass, right? We believe that we're on this physical sense and then, well, maybe not. They say goodbye and we'll see you down the road because we're all, we're all find each other again one day somehow. Even in life, we stop being friends with people. Chances are over the years, they're going to end up at the same, you know, housing spot where they park their van. That's kind of the theory of it because they go from place to place and they live like trailer homes and trailer parks. And, and then they go down the road and they find each other again, kind of goes with the flow. See you down the road. (laughs) (laughs) See you down the road. There's a Buddhist philosophy. My my good friend and mentor, Jesse Lynn, she's amazing. She's this beautiful healer, acupuncturist, very intuitive, helped me a lot over the last decade 
but she was sharing with me this really beautiful perspective that just lets it ease the gentleness of a relationship and not have this amazing increasing attachment to every single beautiful person that's in your life because beauty or not, right? Her perspective was some people are meant to be in your life for just a breath. Maybe it's in line at the grocery store. And some people may be in your life for a walk around the block or a race like a marathon. But when it's time to let go, it's okay because we know that not every person is going to be in our life for the long haul, the long stream, because, well, it's not always meant to be. And so it's just like this nice feeling of like letting go And we were sort of reminiscing about friendships, for example, back in the day. My son is 11 and some of his friends are going to another school next year. Sixth grade, going to six? They're going into six. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So going to middle school. Okay. And so it's sort of challenging because like his buddies are leaving and he's had other friends that have left in the last few years and it's part of life, right? But the journey continues. And so trying to feel through like even friends that we used to have in high school or college or whatever throughout life. We may not be one-on-one in connection every single moment, but see you down the road. And maybe when we see them down the road, that's when the energy or the vibration is aligned at that moment. And that's the connection. When it's time, it's time. It's okay if it's not time right now. It will be time again later. Now, that's the one thing, even before I was spiritual, I always believe the right people came into my life. But I do believe, like I've always believed that each person that has showed up in my life is for a good reason at the moment. And that everyone's always a gift. Even the people that maybe it didn't turn out to be a beautiful friendship, you know, or experience. I think each person teaches you something beautiful. Yeah. And I always think if people are supposed to be with you, they will be. Think back up when it's time. But you mentioned passing and people passing. You know, why I don't want to go there is because... I don't have the experience. Well, I have some experience with people in my life passing, but I'm really appreciative that I still have my family, you know, my my parents and the majority of my loved ones, like my grandparents have passed, but trying to feel through the empathy of that journey. And I know know it'll hit home in a deeper level one day. It's hard for me to say, hey, you'll see him again. But people do leave us and that's part of being human, right? Because we live and then we die and And so people will leave. Either you can spend forever suffering from it, or I think you could honor them believing that they're here with you. I don't know. I think there's something like I get messages all the time. I don't necessarily know who it is or what it is, but I don't know. Right before my grandmother died, like it was very clear that she was going to pass. I don't know. Listen, she's this little short woman who has a very strong personality and she's definitely still with us. So Hmm. I appreciate that. That's all. I don't think that the people that have passed would want us to suffer as much as we do suffer. That's what I would say. And so I can't say for myself too, and I don't desire to lose anyone you know, close to me, but I, I do desire for the world to be a happier place and for people to suffer less. People are not alone and we're, we're really never alone. And so if you feel alone, there is something that's knowing that like, I do something called the Akashic Records. I think I even said it last week. And I just know that our loved ones are with us. So if you're sitting there and you've lost a loved one, you could actually ask them for signs and they'll give it if you believe it. You know, it's like, oh, if you believe that they'll send you signs and you start to ask and you start to be aware, you'll you'll start to receive little messages from them. I believe that too. My grandmother passed a while back and she was a she was an avid smoker. No judgment. We love her so much. And but her smell is what allows the knowingness that it's her. And it's the smell of cigarette smoke. 
And so my mom randomly will smell my grandmother that lets her know that she's around and she's with her. So and the thing is, is maybe people don't believe, I do believe in this. And I also believe that if someone passes over, it always comes with love and there's no judgment on their part. We, as humans, we judge and we have an opinions of what someone should be doing or not doing. I'll say that I believe that they always come out of love and they always wish us really well. And they're, and so when, when people might be feel judged by somebody from, let's say if they have a story that they're being judged by anyone that could have left the other side, I'll say to you, I think you're wrong. And that they really just love you. You just went up to everybody and you said you loved them. And what a different relationship that would be. Even if it's a person you walk, think, oh, ooh, there's something about that person I don't like, but instead you walked up to them and you're like, oh my God, I love you so much. Why not? I mean, wouldn't this be a very interesting experiment to try? That would be heavenly. Uh, Maybe I should try that. So I go to school and there's always a a light that I sit at. And to take a right, I get to school. But at the corner is always the same man. It was always the same man. And he's holding a sign. Austin has an interesting situation with homeless population. And I love them very much. And I want the best for them. And high vibe hope that we're going to get it sorted and they're going to find a home. Long story short, though, I get a uh, simple divine nudge to share with this man that I love him. So he's at the light. I'm at the light. He's holding a sign and I'm reading the sign and he looks like he hates me and he looks like he hates the world. I'm sure deep down he's a lovable guy, but it is really hard to see that at the moment because his sign reads F-U-Q, F-U-Q, humans. He's really mad at humans. And he has a sweet dog next to him. Oh, I love that he had a dog with him. So the first time around, I was like, I can't do it. Like he hates me. I I can't do it. I can't do it. I, I can't do it. I, he hates me. I gave him a couple dollars. It was just like this kind of like energetic exchange between me and I think the higher power that I just, I'm like, I'm going to be my ego right now. I, I can't get past this. So then I go to school and then the next day it happens again. And I kind of get like this feeling that I'm supposed to give him all the money that I have in my wallet. He's holding the same sign, F-U-Q humans. He's hating life. He's giving me a horrible slant of his brow. And I'm like, I'm supposed to give him all of the money in my wallet and tell him I love you. You are a good soul. Do you give him the money? Do you give him the money? So I rolled down the window. I gave him the money that was in my wallet. Courtney, it was like $100. Wow. Did you tell him you loved him though? And I hand it to him and I go, I look at him in the eye and I go, I love you. I hope you have a really beautiful day. Oh, I'm clapping. You hear me. You know what he did? He goes, I love you too. He said, I love you too. A guy that was like, I hate it. Maybe you changed his life. Well, then I I rounded the corner and I heard him screaming um, at the top of his lungs, like enjoy anyway. But at the time, I didn't really share with people. I was kind of going through a lesson, right? And um, as an intuitive, right? And you're intuitive healer. So I th- and I think people who are listening to this have an intuitive nudge, generally speaking, all the time, right? We all do. And it comes in waves and sometimes it comes in whispers, right? At the time, I was getting a lesson to continue spreading that three-word verbiage, I love you right? Even though sometimes it was just very vulnerable because I'm thinking they hate me. All this minutia comes up. That's what we do the beautiful kind of bygones, but just say it, just say you love them. 
Because you know what? Deep down, your truest of truth is you do. When our loved ones pass, and sometimes we don't know if they love us because our relationship might have been vulnerable, for example, they do love you very much, right? Because that is the highest light. And so I was getting schooled in this sentiment. And so I kept, because I didn't grow up with those words. And so I didn't really grow up hearing that a lot, nor did I ever say it. It was just a very vulnerable three word phrase. Really? I love you. Anyway, long story short, I learned a lot over the, that, I think, year or two, just really compassionately saying, I love you to my family before I would say anything. So before having a conversation with my son, one of my son, for example, my son, for example, I learned that starting with the three words, I, you know what? I love you. What happens changes to, the energy. It changes the energy and it changes the sentiment. And then it starts to change the conversation into such a higher vibe. And so whatever comes thereafter just generally is a lot softer and kinder, more vibrationally whole. I get this vision of there's a meme and this is sort of the softening part, but there's a meme. You might've seen it, but it's a meme a picture of these two ladders. And one of the ladders has like a million little micro steps. And the other ladder has just four or five steps that are very, they're kind of like leaps apart. And so there are two guys and the guy on the micro step ladder, he's at the very, very top. And the guy that's at the leap ladder where there are not very many steps He's still at the bottom because he can't leap to that first step. It's too high. I think it's a probably mean for business and just keep doing your, your beautiful steps, just even though they're small, because eventually you're going to get to the top. I think about that in terms of vibration. If someone's depressed and they try to make a leap to joy, like in an instant, I don't know, it's going to be really tough. It's hard. That's a hard leap, right? But if we could make well, a micro yeah. step to softening the vibration, it's a little kinder to the heart. And not having expectations of where the where the vibration will go next, but just a little softening, right? So I understand that finding I love you to tell every single soul you know is kind of hard. I mean, I get that. I, I went through that. So we have to take micro steps. And whether that's like a simple oh. meditation or a simple just breathe in four or five times and focus on that air under your nose, that's a simple vibrational level that can go to that next step and surpass any expectation other than that. Well, no, it reminds me of Ram Dass, which is interesting that you brought up Ram Dass for me, but it was why he ended up starting to meditate because he he would take psychedelics and you'd get to this really high vibe place and have this light. It was amazing and he felt so good. But the only problem was, was and he believed this, he was going to go and, and, and by the way, I will say that there's a lot of proof for people with a lot of trauma, that psychedelics work. So I, I'm not mm -hmm. saying I'm for or against psychedelics. But right. What his story is, what he ended up learning was after after Harvard got rid of him and he had to go on his journey himself, he realized that he couldn't stand what would happen after the psychedelics because he would be at this really, really, really beautiful light and high. And like his vibration was so high and amazing. And then he would get off it and he would be the same as he was, whatever energy level he was at before. The dichotomy of it, right? Is that the word was so intense and so big that he, there was something wrong there. And so he went to India and he started to meditate. And what happened was what you said, he slowly increased his vibrational energy. And he started, I think he met the Dalai Lama. I'm not sure exactly. And somebody, I'm pretty sure it was like someone very 
one of these amazing Buddhists that really were connected to source and spirit and meditate all the time. And he worked with them for years, months and he could feel his energy shifting. And he was like, once I got to that point on my own with this vibrational energy and I, I got to the same spot that I did with the psychedelics, mm. but I didn't have the downer because I was already there. I had taken each step. It wasn't easy, right? Because you had to meditate every day and you had to get into your space every day to re- increase your energy. Mm-hmm. And, but then he did really realize how profound that was. And so the quick fix of the psychedelic wasn't really enough to keep him there. And so I've read a lot about psychedelics and I do find it very amazing for people with PTSD and stuff like that. When we're at this point where we're really low, the problem is why we don't get out of it is because we're expecting this great gift of moving out of it, like getting out of it quickly. And it might not be so quick. And so if you just take slow incremental steps and do things that are positive vibrational energy, like, well, it's so interesting that I was just, I just learned, I love waves. I love the waves always. And I love taking showers and I love taking baths. And those are all things with negative ions. They release negative ions, which puts your energy up. Mm. So, you know, when you're in the shower and you get these beautiful messages, that's because our energy is higher. And so just start to notice little things where you're like, Ooh, I get like beautiful messages when I'm doing this. And then we put ourselves more into those spaces and our energy will be lifted. And I think we, we sometimes think that like drugs or alcohol will get us to that place. And we really hope they will, but, but then we wake up the next day and no such luck, <laughs> not even psychedelics, right? Sometimes I'll have a glass of wine. I'm like, this is going to be the answer. And it's just, I really enjoy the glass of wine, but it's really never the answer. You wake up in the same problems that you had the night before show up the day before. So I think there's no quick fixes, but that doesn't mean that you can't do a little work. Uh, so I had a, a patient the other day that came in and you know, she has uh, upper back pain. She's got her stress levels probably eight or eight or nine out of 10. Anxiety's high. You know, she works all day. She has knee pain and she drinks 12 ounces of water a day. 12. So that is, we're, we're starting someplace but we're going to go someplace else because where we begin will not be where we finish. So 12 ounces a day of water, to me as a practitioner, I'm still a student in this in this clinic space, but have a private practice of my own doing other energetic work. But I intuitively just know she's not being served by the lack of water she's drinking, right? So I ask her, what if you just perhaps increase your level of water you drink every day. So I saw her the next week. She comes in and she's cheery. She's light. She's happy. She's mobile. She's like, my knee pain went away. My upper back pain is a little less and I'm sleeping better. And I'm guess how much water I've been drinking. I'm like, how much water? And she said, 80 ounces a day. And I'm like, that's it. You're moving I, your energy, like you're moving patient. the chi, that, uh, the energy, that stagnation, it helps move mountains with our energy, with our emotion, with our well-being. Some people get told to do it, then they don't shift it. So wow, good for her for yeah. taking the initiative and doing it, even though it was a beautiful message. A lot of people don't listen to those clear, beautiful messages. So good for her for doing the work to drink the 80 ounces of water for someone that only drank 12 ounces of water a day. That's a lot of steps up the ladder, I have to say. Five more steps up the ladder. You have a, a drink company called Well Off. Um, so last night I'm drinking one of your teas called uh, Slumber Me. Slumber Me, what's in it? Oh, it has, well, 
so it's interesting, magnesium, lavender, and chamomile. And so talk about deficiency, right? Like, but like study-wise, yeah, actually they did a study. I think 80% of people are deficient in magnesium. They don't have get enough magnesium into their body. If we add magnesium into our bodies, it helps us feel less anxious. It helps us sleep better. And even during the day, like if people are anxious, if you drink magnesium and drink the drink, it does not going to put you right to sleep, but it will actually take your anxiety away. And mm. it's amazing. Headaches away. I think a lot of us are dehydrated and I find it amazing how how our bodies need so much water. And yeah. I, I drink my drinks all throughout the day and they're so hydrating because there's nothing in them besides herbs. And there's only one that has caffeine. We picked the biggest, like the best herbs we could get. And they're all high vibrational energy and, and have been known to heal. I would say healing in for centuries, like the stuff we use, like turmeric and lemon, and they've been healing agents for such a long time. Apple cider vinegar has been around for a very long time. And that's one of our drinks. Celery is a healing. And so they're mm, simple drinks so. that are very easy to put into your Keurig machine. And if you like them cold, you can shake them on ice, which is like my new favorite thing to do and pour them out. But I actually like it hot because did you know that when you drink hot things, it raises your, it like releases endorphins. So it actually makes you happier. I didn't actually know that until after I made the product, but I was like, oh, that's perfect. I went to the doctor. And so this is important. I think that every woman should hear me. I really, if you're listening, you should do this. So I live in Florida. I am tan. If you saw me, I look tan. I sit and like, I actually, I do this thing called sunning where like I have the sun on my face, not to get tan, but to, you would think my vitamin D was good and it's not. So I actually started a supplement, a vitamin D three supplement, because I was actually low in vitamin D. And the doctor said, it's very common for women after a certain age, that even if they're in the sun, they're not absorbing the vitamin D and it's very good to take a supplement. So maybe if you're listening and you know, your, maybe your energy's off or something. Maybe you could take some vitamin D. I thought that was so fascinating. And especially, I think there's something as you, as women get older and they start to go through their changes that we don't absorb vitamin D as much. But we were just saying this, like doctors are wonderful and we're so grateful for them, but they see things very, the way that they were taught and maybe black and white. And a lot of times if people go and speak to outside people about what they're eating or how, what they're putting in their body, simply having some water, you know, I don't know if necessarily a traditional doctor would have asked how much water they're drinking. And I think they're important questions that I think in the long run, doctors are going to have to start to talk about food and nutrition and a lot of autoimmune diseases that are attached to food and how you can heal yourself by what you eat. There's a lot of studies that show that there's a lot of links between even with lots of diseases where people were to go off of food and they would feel much better. And been a lot of interesting conversations. And although, you know, I, I eat dairy and I like dairy, my daughter, every time she has acne all over her face and she goes off dairy, the acne is gone. So just little small things like that. We're all so different in our unique perspectives in our constitution. Where is the body residing in this moment? We can be getting a little older perhaps. And what might be dairy for me might not be dairy for someone else. So my, my body might say, I like dairy. It works Good. well for me. I process it with ease. I don't have an emotional stagnation when it comes to dairy. I've alleviated that, for example. But other people might energetically, and we, this is where we talk about the energy or the vibration of the dairy versus their constitution, it might not work. There might be a friction there. And I think the joy of the journey is discerning, is it for me? 
So we don't worry about everyone else, but is it for me in my body, in my constitution? For example, sometimes no. And why is that? Well, because I'm me, I'm not them. And so I don't know, I've had so many years of fine tuning the holistic approach and trying to feel through what is the best. And what I've come through is water is so good. Water is a very healing agent. It's really beautiful to drink a lot of it, but also what might be for me might not be for someone else. Okay. But I do think that our bodies are always changing too. And I think the best way to see if something's working for you is actually to pull it out for like a couple of weeks. And then if you're questioning it and then just put it back in and like, if, it, if you put it back in and you feel good, then that's great. Then you know what? It's working for you. And if you put it back in and all of a sudden you're really tired. So if I eat certain things in the middle of the day, I get really tired. So I don't mind eating. I love pizza. I eat gluten-free pizza and I love eating gluten-free pizza. But if I eat it in the middle of the day, it makes me very tired. So I just eat it at night, <laughs> right? So I go to sleep anyway. What's the big deal? But it's not really fun for me to eat during the day. It ruins, I get very tired. So our body tells us, we just sometimes have to listen. You know your body's want and what it's wanting and when it wants it. And I think that's the discernment. And sometimes that's the next level and the step of the ladder to get us to that higher raise of just listening and discerning and feel there's the gentle feel after a meal. What do I feel? I think it's very loving to yourself to start asking yourself that because sometimes we just say, we don't feel good. And maybe it's something we're eating. And I really believe that. Think about it. It's what we do most out of everything. We eat a lot, a lot throughout our day. And sometimes maybe we're not eating so great for us. And a lot of people don't feel well. So I guess we weren't planning on talking about making sure that you're loving to yourself and drink a lot of water and put loving things in your body. And what's loving for me might not be loving for you. And so I think there's nothing more well than to take care of your spirit and your energy. At the end of the day, there's nothing more well off than being feeling healthy and happy honestly, all the money in the world, if you don't have your health and your happiness, it just doesn't mean anything. Wellness made simple, learn to be happy because when we could practice happiness and we could practice learning to shift our energy, anything is possible. The world will come to us. It will be amazing. We can manifest anything. We can have whatever we want. It's our negative thoughts and it's our stories that we hold so true that don't have any meaning. Like just let it go. And I know that's easy for me to say, but it's actually not easy for me to say. And it's not easy for me to do, but I truly believe it. I believe if you can let go of who you think you are and be who you want to be and learn to take small steps to raise your vibrational energy, you will feel so content, so happy, and it's so at peace. We'll stop blaming other people and we'll stop being angry. And that's how we heal ourselves. Forget food, forget water. Forgiveness is key. I think that's probably the most important. Well, and water and food. One baby micro step at a time. We love you all. Thank you for this time and your joy and your light. Thank you. And I love everybody too. Speak to you soon. Mm -hmm. 